You know, you're not supposed to throw a punch with your thumb tucked in. I don't know how to throw a punch either. I have no idea. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're recapping Ride. <laughs> you pause there because... Because I am wondering if the inflection in your voice is suggestive of something else. Maybe. Today we're recapping Ride, episode six, Your Cheatin' Heart. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. You can find us as both at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. You can also jump into our Facebook group. Just let somebody else in there this morning. Um, Facebook.com slash group slash Girls Gone Hallmark. Just look for Girls Gone Hallmark. You'll find us. Easy peasy. A couple things before we jump into the recap itself. Mm-hmm. This episode is titled You're Cheating Heart. As I was watching, I came up with some possible alternate titles. Oh, nice. The one where everyone is falling apart. Like all the relationships are falling apart. Everyone's, I guess, everyone's a mess. Yes, I agree. What else? Austin's a cheater, but maybe not the kind you think. Mm-hmm. And finally, checked out the viewership for Ride, episode five. And I would say Ride is holding strong, if not gaining traction, with 1.2 million viewers on last weekend's episode. <laughs> you know, not everybody has to dislike the things that you dislike. Easy. I'm not suggesting everybody should dislike the things. I don't have to like all the things everybody else likes. But I am going to say that this episode finally, like it's finally something's happened. It gave you something. I mean, episode six in the last two minutes, like, come on. I just need more substance. Would you like me to start with a synopsis? Yeah. For your cheating heart. Mm-hmm. Isabel and Hank decide to woo Gus's dad, Daniel Booker, to invest in their new business venture. Missy tries to meet with the strange woman from the Frontier Barbecue. The strange lady. <laughs> Let's start with the overall action in this episode, which kind of revolves around the pitching of the rodeo to Gus's dad. Okay. The Canyon Rodeo. Canyon Rodeo. And I have so many questions about rodeo. Okay based on this okay but let's start with the overarching story the big story of this episode so gus's dad comes out now gus's dad is played by um dylan neal uh-huh i think he's real handsome yeah it's such a shame that he's such a dick in this episode <laughs> totally agree but i was like what have i seen him in what uh-huh. have i seen in him uh-huh. where do i know his face from He's got like that familiar face that shows up in stuff, but you don't really know his name. Thanks to your detective work, Megan. Neil, uh, I'm sorry, Dylan Neal. That's a hard name to say. It's because it ends with an N and then starts with an N. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so he's uh, no stranger to Hallmark. He's been in the Gourmet Detective series, Cedar Cove, and he was Pacey's brother on Dawson's Creek. Oh, I wrote dad in our notes. Yeah, he was his older brother. On the fly editing there. I watched the entire Dawson's Creek series, but have very little memory for the secondary characters. Yeah, me too. Yeah, real handsome dude. When he comes in hot with his like, do you know how much my time is worth? Uh, Look, have you ever seen 
on TikTok or Instagram when people do these like skits of like how people with a, a lot of money at behave and then people with like bonkers amounts of money behave? No. They always portray the person who is either newly wealthy or has just enough money to be considered wealthy as kind of this entitled asshole. And the Mm -hmm. people who are comfortably, outrageously wealthy are always kind of just like cool dudes. Like they like the nice life, but they are not showing off their wealth. They're not demanding respect from people that are lower than them and that's Mm -hmm. what that's the vibe that this gave me like if you are in fact that powerful you do not need to act in this way Mm, that's a good point i was trying to think of like people in real life who i wonder if like oprah winfrey she's like bonkers rich right oprah winfrey yes do you think she acts like people are beneath her probably or well and i don't think she drives like a a rose gold sports car like dorit you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference to me. Like, I'm sure she drives a nice yes, car. Yes, ma'am. She lives in a beautiful home, but does she have, like, a a gold-plated koi pond outside her front door? Got it. Yeah. No, I hear you. So when he steps off and he's like, that was such a jerk move. However, I did appreciate the scene where Gus primed them first. Yes. Like, on what to expect. Yes. I liked the pre-pitching prep session (laughs) and when he played the role of his dad. I kind of was Mm -hmm. like, oh, don't like Gus like that, right? But he had to do it to get them ready. He's on their side. He's like, I love rodeo. I would totally invest if I had that kind of money. So, uh, look, Gus is working hard to earn the number one spot in our hearts, I think. Uh the number one guy in the group. Yeah. That's a Vanderpump Rules reference that I don't think you've gotten to yet. No. But who is the number one guy in the group? That's a podcast episode all on its own, Okay. Megan. Okay. Okay. Hey, so let's talk about their big idea to do this faux rodeo day. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, don't you think they would have invited more people to come out to show that there was interest in uh, this? Hmm. Fair point, right? Yeah. And then they have Valeria do her barrel riding thing. Yeah. And as as I was watching the barrel riding, like, I understand that is a, I'm going to say sport, but I have no interest in watching that. Like, do people really get up for that? Yes. There's lots of sports I'm not interested in watching. You know what I hate watching on television? Wait for it. Basketball. Get out. I would rather do a lot of other things. Honestly, I like pretty much every sport live. I will see any sport live except rodeo. I'm sorry. This entire thing made me so uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. But you don't like the mistreatment of animals. <sighs> like we're walking and, a line here. We're walking a line. Well, I know. I know. Comfortable. <laughs> I know. And I, I understand people would say like they're working animals. They were bred to work. And I get it. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I'm entitled to feel that way. Um. I'm not arguing that rodeo shouldn't exist. It's just not for me, and I I don't want to watch it. But I do think it's a big freaking deal in some places. And I I also want to be, like, I think culturally for a lot of people, rodeo I don't think started in the United States, and I don't want to take away the fact that it has meaning for people. It is not for me, Mm -hmm. but it is for someone. All right. So there are people who who get excited Absolutely. to watch barrel, barrel racing. I I mean it is kind of cool to go, wow, look look what you can make this big animal do, right? But then mm. on the other side of that, that's what makes me uncomfortable. Like look what you're making this big animal do. Mm-hmm. Just let this big animal exist. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the whole trick riding with Missy, 
Impressive. Obviously not Missy, right? So that's a good question because I saw, I don't know if you saw this, on Hallmark Channel, one of their social feeds, they posted a video of behind the scenes of Missy, it looked like doing that suicide drag move on a mm-hmm. horse, but not, I'm not actually on a horse, but like in a studio, like a they're okay. inside something. And like they show like the dust flying by and all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's two scenes cut together. But in mm-hmm. that scene, it was actually her filming that, although she wasn't actually on a horse galloping around a ring. So right. that horse is going fast when she's hopping on and off and hitting the ground like that. Okay, but you do say that that is probably a stunt person, right? Somebody who does know how to do those things. Those seemed like they had to be. But what it, I'm saying is she was in those other scenes, so maybe not. I don't know. I- there's no way that a studio is going to put like their head actor in a situation in the ground on a horse. like that. No way. No Tom freaking Cruise. way. Tom Cruise does his own stunts. I know Tom Cruise <laughs> does his own stunts. But, like, it was very impressive and quite scary to watch. Yes, I agree. It's so fast. Very fast. And she hits the ground. I'm like, you're going to break an ankle if you hit the ground hard. Oh, no. my God. That's terrifying. So then, we, of course, we get cash coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in for eight seconds, right on the dot. And... What was it that turned Gus's dad here? Because I think he wasn't like super interested until this moment. Well, you want to get controversial? Let's do it. It's all well and good that the ladies can do their barrel riding and their trick riding, but now you got manly man Cash out there mm-hmm. riding a bull in actual danger. And that's the kind of thing that this alpha male can get on board with. Uh-huh. That's some nice insight there, Megan. Come for me. In the no, email. I don't. Megan and I don't think at gmail.com. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're going to get an opposing viewpoint. I think you might be right, especially when we have Isabel in contrast next to him, like kind of freaking out and not uh-huh. wanting to watch. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Very yeah. interesting. Most action we've seen on this show in that mini rodeo in, in many, many weeks, I would say. I would agree. Can we move on to our secondary story here? Cash's giant bruised hand. Okay. Why is Gus's face not bruised? Yeah, like not even a black eye. He hit him that hard. Maybe he hit it with his thumb tucked in. You know, you're not supposed to throw a punch with your thumb tucked in. And that did the injury. Doesn't know how to throw a punch. I don't know how to throw a punch either. I have no idea. My understanding is you're not supposed to have your thumb tucked into your fist. So you think Cash actually military dude Cash knows how to throw a punch. Exactly. Okay, so, but that's so funny. Like he's so hurt. Like he is so so hurt but there's nothing wrong with gus it looks like he punched a brick wall you know what i mean yes or had his hand ran over by a car like it was so bad um i need to know did you see the practice bull yes the like tin can thing that he's riding on (laughs) (laughs) there is no one to tell me is this how we practice rodeo I don't know. I did laugh out loud. I was like, what is this piece of junk this guy's practicing on? You would think that like an actual, they would have like a real mechanical something or other, right? Poor ranch hand Steve's back there like seesawing the thing up and down and Cash can't even stay on. And even Missy's like, you can't stay on the practice barrel? Like the thing's barely moving. It's like riding a seesaw. (laughs) No, he couldn't stay on because his hand hurt so badly. Is that why? Yes, because he's holding on with his hand. Okay, so when Isabel freaks out at the end, I was like, you you played injured, or you played injured, you rode injured. And I was like, lady, 
every professional sports person plays injured. Don't I, you think? I, yes, I agree with you there. I think the issue here is Cash is holding on to a buck and bull and all he has to hold on to is with his hand and his hand is injured and now he's lost the function of one of his very few safety measures keeping him alive. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit different than saying like, hey, I'm playing on a pulled tendon in my knee. Yes, that could result in permanent injury, but probably isn't going to kill me. I feel like this is more like the football player with multiple concussions continuing to get in the game level mm-hmm. in terms of hmm. the potential effect. Because I don't mm-hmm. think she's worried about like, and maybe, but however, maybe she is. Maybe she's like, you could have done long-term damage to your hand. If you don't have use of your hand, you're not a bull rider. There goes this career that you wanted for yourself. I feel it's more like there goes your brain splat on the ground, stomped by bullet once again. Yeah. We're three for three on these McMurray men. Seriously. Maybe they're not not that good. (laughs) Well, that that brings us to a point we're going to make in a minute. I don't know. Cash this entire episode. He's so in Austin's shadow and he's got something to prove. And this whole series, he's been like that, I feel. Yes. First of all. I called it last episode. This fight between Cash and Gus is going to drive a wedge between Missy and Cash. And it does. Of course. Yes. It does. A, because he lies to her about it. And B, because then it like affects her in many ways. Now, Isabel's mad at her because he's writing injured and he hid this injury from her. Well, wait till Missy finds out that like Cash and Val are like having these tender moments between each other she's really gonna flip out do you think i'm not saying i disagree i don't know do i think what (laughs) that she's going to freak out yeah i think so okay i absolutely think so even though she's got her own flirtation with gus yeah you don't date your friends like whatever yeah former little flame even though it wasn't official. I th- Missy's going to find out and she's going to be pissed off. I think you're right. I'm trying to decide if I think she has a right to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. If those are earned feelings. So I do like that Valeria calls Cash on his behavior when she's like, you and I kind of had this moment, but you see Gus and Missy together and you feel like you need to punch him in the face. How is that supposed to make me feel? Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not really about you. This is like so wrong. It's got wrong written all over it. Like, yeah, it's- and she forgives him too quickly. Like in the next yeah. scene, she's like doing the hand on his cheek moment. I think Ver- Valeria needs to look for somebody outside of the group. Yes, Valeria, you are enough. He's got too much baggage. Yes. Well, I do still want him and Missy together at some point. Okay. I found Cash to be a complete pain in the ass in this entire episode. His self-doubt. Is I have empathy fatigue. Mm, I like that. He's always going to live in Austin's shadow. It's yeah, and just I don't gonna... feel like anybody is putting that on him by himself. Exactly. Nobody is like, oh, well, your brother this and your brother that. Nobody is doing that. I've not seen that happen one time. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like Isabel's finally behind Austin in terms of like, get your head in the game because now our whole livelihood depends on it. Isabel's behind Cash. Yes, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, and I I think Cash is reading Isabel's reluctance to have him ride as her not believing in him as opposed to her not wanting to lose another family member to this sport. Mm-hmm. So he, he's just playing that 
that little youngest child moment. What do you think about Isabel being pissed off at Missy because, you know, Austin was writing her and now she's no longer am I putting my head in the sand. I'm going to be stage mom. You know yeah, what I mean? Cash was writing her. Yeah. I think her anger was misplaced in that moment. What was she mad about? That's a good question. She wants somebody to blame in this moment. And I don't know why she doesn't just put it fully on Cash because I do think it's Cash who deserves the blame in this moment. Absolutely. He's the one who hit Gus totally out of line and has resulted in giving himself an injury. And then he decided to ride hurt. So it's all on him. Yeah, Missy, I'm sorry you weren't a mind reader and didn't know that he was injured. The only person who knew is Nick. Right. Nick tries to talk him out of it unsuccessfully. Let's talk about Missy and Polly. Missy, which I'm so glad, decides to reach out to Polly. And she has this conversation with Tuff. And she's like, I just feel like he was cheating. I feel like there's there's something I don't know. I need to know. And thank you, because I would need to know, too. I'm glad they didn't drag this out. You need to know. And she finds out that Austin was cheating at Rodeo. Mm-hmm. But we don't know why. But Polly and Austin did have a thing a long time ago that's over. She helped him cheat. Like, he was getting the best bull to ride. Is that right? So he would get more points. Yeah, the toughest bull to ride. Yeah, I mean, this is these are details I don't understand. But it is interesting to hear that Austin was, like, cheating at his sport. Yeah, and the episode ends with, why would he cheat at bull riding? Great question. Mm-hmm. Why would he cheat? What, why do you think? Was he trying to gain a bigger contract or he just really wanted to be the guy or? I don't have any insight into this. I don't know. I mean, she says he was the best in the sport. Like He didn't need to cheat. So what's going on here? Did he have gambling debts to Tucker Clark too? Oh, maybe. Yeah. So if he got more more points by riding the hardest bull, then he would have made more money and then to pay off his debts. Did he make bad investments that Missy doesn't know about? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I like it. Maybe. Okay. I hope we haven't seen the last of Polly. I hope there's more Polly. Oh, me too. Because I think these people need more than each other on this show. Yeah. We need some outsider friends, friendships, conversations. Yes. You know. But speaking of outsiders... Y'all, Tuff and Julian have the chemistry of two rocks. I I am telling you, did I not say that from the very beginning? I was like, there is no chemistry between these two at all. I liked their kiss. I thought that was very sweet. But up until that moment, they weren't making me believe it. When Tuff goes to visit Julian, when he's wherever his training grounds are, I'm not getting this vibe. And I get that they're trying to make us understand that like they're not communicating well and they're not really on the same page but i'm not getting this like yearning vibe from either of them mm-hmm. they're just kind of like yo bro what's going on why don't yeah. you get over and then oh i can't make it work I, I just didn't believe it and then valeria and julian are having a conversation and she tells them how much tough misses him he's like how come i have to hear that from you well yeah why do you have to hear it from her why can i not believe that anybody cares about this relationship at all mm-hmm I did think their kiss was sweet, though. It's a storyline I'm here for. I'm interested in, like, romantic storylines for everybody in the movie, or in the movie, in the show. However, it's just not hitting between these two Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so rude where, like, he'd come over and 
brought this like steak sandwich for him. And he's like, I already ate. And just like, I was like, that's your reply? Like, would it, if anybody brought me anything, I would be like, oh my God, that's so nice. I would be so grateful. Yes, because I would feel that so flattered made me think Julian was blowing tough off. Julian's like not excited to see him and isn't like, oh my gosh, you made me food? Like, that's amazing. Like that food is my love language. But whatever the gift, and he's not excited to see him and he's not thankful that he's made this gesture. I was like, oh, he's ghosting him. Because Tuff was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's a bad texter and all of this. I was like, oh, he's ghosting you. But then later in the episode, we see that Julian just felt like he wasn't getting enough from Tuff. These two need, like, communication lessons. These two need other people in our lives. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're I right. I just, no, we need to move on past that storyline because I just. has such I, a pretty face, though, that I wouldn't mind him sticking around. He's part of the rodeo circuit. Like, let's keep him on board. He and Tuff can just exchange, like, the, oh, what might have been looks across the rodeo ring. And then they both need other love interests in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Speaking of relationships that are so annoying in this show, can we talk about Janine and the way she has no self-respect and throws herself at Gus? Yeah. Now, episode three, which you didn't see, but Janine and Gus attend the gala together because Janine and Hank invited Gus to attend as their guest. And Janine is very possessive of Gus in that moment and behaves as if they're a couple and even makes a comment about like, purchasing the ranch and how they could spruce up the main house and all of this. Gus is giving you nothing, Janine. There is no moment that we as viewers have ever seen where Gus gives you anything other than a polite hello or glance. And even when she's like, can't wait to sit in the stands, Gus gives Missy a like, oh my gosh, look. Uh-huh. He's giving you nothing. Janine, love yourself a little bit more than this. I know your dad wants you like to find whatever it is, wealth, and he wants you to marry up. He's like Skylar sistering you, but there's got to be another dude who will actually look at you. You know what was funny is I thought Janine came off a little softer in this episode than she has in previous episodes. Like she was less mean. Even with her with the many, exception, many eye rolls? You know, I'm trying to engage every like, time like Missy's where she's like, Ugh. oh, Missy, you look so fancy in your costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did not find her softer. And her entire stage direction is roll your eyes as Missy rides by. Roll your eyes when they clap for Missy. (laughs) She's such a hater. And she's so too old for that role. Yeah, she could be like the like jealous 18-year-old. Yes. She's probably supposed to be like 25 or something. Yeah, exactly. This is not – I feel like they're infantilizing her with that behavior. Mm. Mm -hmm. She's an adult woman, and I think there's ways to be kind of snarky, but I don't think they're doing it well with her. Mm -hmm. And if they're, I mean, they're, she's definitely unlikable, which is fine, but just have a little self-respect. Yeah, I hear you. Find another dude. Because it's not Cash, and it's not Gus, so who's it going to be, Janine? That's why I think this show needs more characters. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of people on this show. Not everybody needs to be coupled up. Like Janine could have a role that doesn't require her to find a man. Looks so freaking desperate all the time. I hear you. Who are you riding for in this episode? I'm going to say Missy. 
because Missy finally, like, she was on the pursuit to get the answers from Polly. Yes. And you? Yeah, I am going to agree with that. I mean, if I was going to give a back-to-back win, it would be for Gus for showing up for the McMurrays again. But I do Mm -hmm. like that Missy doesn't back down. Polly ghosts her, and she's like, nope, I need these answers. I'm going to be strong and make the phone call and make it happen. I mean, like, what's Missy have to lose? Austin is dead. I'd be like, give me all the details. Like, I want to know. Exactly. And, And what does Polly have to lose? Like, she made this promise to a dead guy now. Just like Hamilton. Remember, you brought up Hamilton earlier. They were going to keep their promises. She kept her promise to Austin, and now he's in the grave. So I would just be like, yeah. Yeah, is she afraid of getting in trouble now for her behavior? Perhaps her. Missy may, like, sell her out and get her in trouble now. Can't be bothered to care that much about these people. I texted you. I said, finally, something is happening in this show. Oh, you did. So I am intrigued by this whole cheating storyline. All right. Give me more is what you're saying. Keep it going. For the next four episodes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you like this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Before you close this podcast, open the Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, let everybody know what you love about this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.